Thanks for joining us today on the NateHoldridge.com podcast. Today, we have a special treat for you. Uh, Pastor Nate is talking with us about family and specifically why Christians should be passionate about family and about children, about parenting. And uh, this in no way is any kind of guilt trip to you if you're um, not a parent currently, if you don't have children. But rather, this is something for us just to consider as we're thinking about families. Why are they important? What about family and children glorifies God and honors Him? And so we pray that this conversation is just such a blessing to you and your life. And uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into the conversation and see what Pastor Nate has to say. So you've been a dad for a while. What what has been your favorite stage in the kid process? Are you like one of those dads who just loves the infants? Are you one of those dads who likes to just wait for your kid to get old enough to like wrestle with them? What's what's your vibe? Oh man, I'm sure I should pick one, but I'll I think <laughs> I'm gonna, all of it? I think I'm gonna roll with the spiritual answer. You know, it's like I, I really dig every different season. That's so, cool. I mean, so far, yeah. like I've really enjoyed all of it. I enjoy thirteen. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed two, you know, probably, you know, probably honestly, the one that I liked the least was the total like straight up infant time. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's brutal. <laughs> there's a lot of crying. There's a lot of diapers. I was to say, there's a lot of crying. There's diapers, a lot of fatigue. Yeah. yeah. You're just, you know, and, and they're, they're not very interactive. You know, I think that right. shocks a lot of guys at first, you know, with mm-hmm. their first child. It's like, oh, they're not really interacting with me. Like they can't even focus their eyes right. on you for a while, you know. So um, it's by faith that you go into like bonding and totally. holding them and hanging out with them and, and all that. You know, it's yeah. still sweet. It's still awesome. But it's just cool when they start coming alive a little bit more and interacting with you. I can imagine. Yeah. I've heard some dads say that. They're like, my baby's like just a few weeks old. I don't even know like what to do with it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even like me yet. Hold it. <laughs> change it <laughs> yeah give your wife a it. break from it mm, that's good that's good oh man well hey today we're talking about uh children and we're actually pulling from an article that you wrote nate uh, that was called five reasons for believers to have children or should have children which in it of itself is just like an interesting title and i think lends to a lot of questions mm-hmm. and i think it'll be fun to talk about today but before we get into the article itself I'm I'm pretty stoked by the way that you picked this article to talk about because you are like a newly married man. I was going to say. It's like, what are you walking into right I, now, man? <laughs> You're about to get on. These are all like legit questions that I have, actually. I'm, this is just like a conversation between me and you that people can listen in on. Right you now. are the target audience of this podcast and this article. I really didn't write it for anybody else. Oh, man, just a young buck. It's you and just Chesley. thinking about it. Yeah. I can't wait to be Uncle Nate. I should have brought her into this, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, you know, I'm actually not, I'm not a dad. Uh, Chesley and I talk about having kids in the future. I'm looking forward to the day that I can be a dad and have a couple of little wild humans running around. Yeah. I think it just sounds so fun. You guys fun. would be great parents. Yeah, thanks, man. It's going to, I think it's just going to be so cool. I love family and all of that. And I grew up with my, my mom and my brother. And I just know the value of that family. It was so good. I look ahead towards having like being a dad in that situation. So I am excited to talk to you about this because you're the dad of three young girls and have a great little household, which brings up this conversation that you had with Christina on the highway years ago before you guys even had yeah, kids. Yeah. Um, 
in the article you brought this conversation you had with her just driving home from Santa Cruz and you guys were talking about kids. And uh, I wanted just to ask you, you know, about that conversation, what that looked like. But then what, what did it feel like when Christina said, oh, hey, I'm pregnant. Mm. <laughs> let, let us into that a little bit. What was that like? How old were you when that happened? Yeah, so we got married when we were um, 23, okay. I, I want to say, and, and uh, maybe 24. And we, we um, in the article I talk about it, but yeah, it was probably about a year into marriage that mm-hmm. we started having that conversation. The you talk, know, just yeah. the, okay, well, what what are we thinking about family? And what are we thinking about kids? And we, you know, Christina loves children. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. love children. Hmm. Um, not in the same kind of way that she does. I mean, she was like, I'm doing this as a career. She was a oh, kindergarten right. teacher yeah. and a, you know, elementary school teacher. So she knew that she really loved children. I liked kids kids and I thought little children were hilarious and had worked with teenagers before, <laughs> yeah. you know, at that point. Um, so we didn't go into marriage with any kind of idea that we're really going to take a long chunk of time just to ourselves right. before we have kids. That really wasn't like part of our view of the world. Yeah, um, yeah. Not that that's wrong or anything, but it just wasn't our perspective. You know, right, we thought, right. I think if, if anything, we kind of had the thought like, well, you know, why not get started with having children on the earlier side of things? Hmm. Uh, we'll have energy for that um, physically. And then true, how yeah. cool will it be potentially to be on the younger side when our children, you know, leave the home, as the psalm right. says, get shot out like arrows <laughs> I love that. From, yeah. from the warrior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we'll be, you know, maybe in our mid fifties or, or so when we're empty nesters and can really, you know, in my mind, at least do some damage in ministry and things like that through being, Mm -hmm. having flexibility that you don't have when you have children in your home. Right. So, you know, we kind of started that conversation there. I don't even remember who started it on that day (laughs) driving South on highway one. I just remember it being like in slow motion and it was probably the same thing when she told me that she was pregnant, you yeah. know, like, wow, okay, you know, this this actually happened. This wasn't a struggle. It didn't become a massive part of our prayer lives, you know, like, oh, God, please, would right. you give us a child? You know, we didn't have to go through uh, that difficulty, mm-hmm. at least at that stage of our lives. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of exciting. Like, okay, this is the next new adventure. You yeah. know, I've, I stepped into ministry. I stepped into being a husband. I've stepped into pastoral work. I, now I'm <laughs> stepping into being a dad, yeah. you know. And I think in all of it, you'd feel like, well, this is brand new. And this is beyond my current depth and ability. But by God's grace, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But it was a joy. I love that. That's so cool. One of the things you talk about in the article, if you kind of just go from the top of the article down, is you talk about that conversation, which is so fun to just hear about. I, I love that. It's like an exciting time, which is cool. And you talk about how uh, children are a ministry. And you were just mentioning how you were actually in full-time ministry at the time. Christina was working, doing her thing. And you guys were like, all right, now we're, we're, we're a family now. We're mm-hmm. going to have kids mm-hmm. and stuff's going to start happening. When you were when you're entering into that phase, being a full-time ministry guy and viewing children as a ministry, did you feel like, 
I mean, I know how it is sometimes when you're in ministry, you can be like, okay, I do high school ministry. I do uh, college ministry. I do kids ministry. In addition to that, I'm going to do like my family ministry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you feel like it was kind of like an added thing to your play? Or did you feel like, okay, now I have kids in the house. I'm with Christina. This is like my priority ministry. And out of that, I'll do these other things in ministry. Yeah, more of that, that second one, okay, you know, because yeah. it feels more like this is constant. You know, this is a regular mm-hmm. thing, you know, when you're talking about like youth ministry or college right. ministry, you know, it's one of the frustrating things about it is that you realize I only have so many minutes every week yeah. with these individuals and only so many people that I can really aggressively pursue and even mm-hmm. an aggressive uh, pursuit of them might mean that we grab coffee in addition to the mm-hmm. regular meeting, you know, once a week or something like yeah, that. Totally. You know, and that's a that's a pretty significant commitment that you might make to someone. Mm-hmm. Whereas with your kids, obviously, you know, you're with them all the time. And I think that might have been part of the reason why I realized really quickly that it is a ministry because as a youth pastor, there were times where I felt like I was really swimming upstream with kids mm. because I felt like it's the parents who are with them so much more and have so much more influence in their lives than mm. I can hope to have. And a lot of times, you know, by the, by the grace of God, I had, you know, the, the kids had beautiful, wonderful parents who right. really instilled great Christ-like qualities and values into them. But when you're not dealing with parents like that and they're antagonistic to the gospel or probably worse, are apathetic as Christians, uh, you're really, it, it just feels like an impossible daunting task in front of you. So that excited me, the possibility and the concept hmm. of having these kids you know, with, with me all the time. Like totally. I have a lot of influence <laughs> in, in their lives and part of the reason that I put that first in the article that children are a ministry is that uh, sometimes I'll talk with young couples and you know young men and young women who feel a calling into serving the Lord with their lives whether it's you know full-time as a staff person or in a parachurch organization or something like that or if it's just I want to be married, I want to have my job and my career, Mm -hmm. and I want to be very available to the body of Christ. I believe in this new community that Christ has won, so I want to really throw Mm -hmm. myself into it. And I'm nervous that by having children, I'll be leaving the ministry and that I might be in danger of having family as an idol or something Mm -hmm. like that, which if we go through the article, we'll talk about a little bit later. Totally. So probably for me, this first point like the way i would say it or the way i'd emphasize it is children are a ministry Mm. you cannot just dismiss the fact that they are a massive ministry opportunity as much as somebody might go into it thinking no like my life group that's ministry Mm. or you know a weekly discipleship meeting that i'm pouring into someone else's life that's the ministry or leading worship or evangelism like those are things that are ministry and to call family a ministry is just kind of a cop-out or excuse i don't think the bible gives room for that i think children are a ministry there is discipleship that needs to take place there is teaching that needs to take place so i i just kind of wanted to state that first that kids are an incredible opportunity yeah that's really good i feel like one of the things that um i know i've thought through this personally with my wife and i've heard other couples kind of around our age talk about, especially those who are in ministry right now, is that 
we're just like too busy, you know, to have a family or we're too financially tight or something to think about having some kind of like child in our mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. But it is cool to think about, you know, I throw a lot of time into ministering to college students and into younger people, do a lot of stuff just naturally, but to, to view that that family in the future, if, if God like allows that to happen between me and my wife, you know, Lord willing, then that's like a ministry in it of itself. That's such a joy like to think about. It's not like a burden to then be able to do your other stuff. Like in addition to, it's like this, this family you have is a ministry. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I think that we have a um, major uh, point towards that in what Paul said to Timothy about the requirements of mm-hmm. elders, that they have to know how to manage their own yeah, household true. well. Mm-hmm. So many of the lessons that you learn in your home ministry, you're going to carry with, with you into everyday life yeah. ministry. Mm-hmm. And the second that we disconnect one from the other and we say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to open my heart to my kids. I'm not going to serve my kids. I'm not going to teach my kids. I'm not going to exemplify for my kids. I'm not going to train my kids. I'm not going to teach them uh, about obedience or God's Mm -hmm. grace or these different things. The second that we say we're not going to do that, but then then we want to do that for others, there's a misalignment of our lives and our Mm -hmm. priorities. And, And actually in Paul's scheme, that it's a disqualifying kind of thing because mm-hmm. you're you're no longer able to do the ministry in your house and you've got to be able to do it in your house to be able to do it well in the house of God. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a you know I, I obviously I, I I'm a huge believer in it. So I yeah, just totally. didn't want someone who's younger, married, and obviously, you know, we live in a diff- in a unique time. Yeah, For most of totally. human history, it's like mm-hmm. you get married, you're going to have kids. Right. So we live in this birth control, yes. you know, kind yeah. of time of history. Right. So I just didn't want someone who was in that mindset to be thinking, that's not ministry. Mm-hmm. And I want to do yeah. ministry, so I don't want to have kids. Listen, kids are an incredible ministry opportunity. Yeah. Amen. That's really good. And kind of from there, you talk about how children are, um, they're also like ministry to, our, to parents too. They're a form of like sanctification yeah. oh, in the yeah, household. <laughs> For you, was there um, anything like when you started to have kids that you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that issue to be dealt with. I guess I need to be growing in that area. Were there things that kind of were lifted up to the surface that you didn't know would actually yeah, happen? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's like it's like any of these other massive relationships in our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like you get married and I believe in that statement, you know, that marriage is not for our happiness primarily, but our holiness. You know, God wants to use the other person to grow us. You know, I was just talking to Mm -hmm. someone the other day who's trying to deal with a friend of theirs or someone that they know who he's just brokenhearted in his marriage because his wife has become attracted to another woman. Mm. And that whole scheme that would make you think that way, where that comes from or where it starts from is from having a vantage point about yourself where you're saying, I don't need to change. I don't Mm -hmm. need to grow. What I need is someone just like me. Mm -hmm. And that would be the ideal in relationship. But God put men and women together so that we would be forced to, in marriage, 
be around someone that's totally different yeah. from us, not just personality wise, but in gender, the whole value True. system yeah. that the different genders have. We're to be conformed more and more to be like mm. the Lord. So, um, you know, when we get married, there's so much that, you know, we're confronted with. Oh, yeah, I remember totally. sitting there with Christina when we were going through our premarital counseling and having this moment where it was like a revelation for me that I had an anger issue. And so there I was, you know, like 22 years old, just thinking about that, like, okay, this mm. is interesting. I, I didn't really even think about that, you know, in my life up to this point. And then, but then I remember getting, having our children. I remember when Violet was born, you know, she was, she had a tough first couple of years of her life. And there was a lot of, uh, we didn't know if she was colicky or what it was, mm. but she's having a hard time gaining weight. She yeah. never seemed to be happy. She just cried a lot. And those were tough times because yeah. you're, you know, as a man, you, you want to fix it. You want to make her feel better. And I remember just there being these moments where I was coming face to face with like rage mm. that I couldn't do anything about this massive problem that was right. sitting right there in front of me. Mm. And God really used that to help grow me and shape me. And we know that God's will for our lives is that we would be sanctified. We know that God's will for our lives is that we would grow. And kids offer, you know, men and women incredible opportunities to be able to grow. Are yeah. you selfish? Children can help you get over that selfishness. Yeah. Are you lazy? Children can help mm. you get over yeah. that laziness. Are you a horrible communicator? Children can help you get over your lack right. of communication skills. Um, are you disorganized? Children can help you become more organized than you already are. Are you bad with money? Children can help you become more disciplined <laughs> yeah. uh, in financial matters. So it's not that kids guarantee any of those things. It's just that as right. you're walking with the Lord and you're trying to find growth points that the Spirit can touch, yeah. you know, kids a lot of times will bring that out of you and you'll start seeing these things that you're like, oh man, now I need to pray about this and I need wisdom about this because I'm just not good in this area. Right. And kind of what you're just saying just now remind me of this thought of just like that a, a kid isn't necessarily like a mentor in your life. They're not helping you in that kind of way. Oh, no. <laughs> but they're, they're, uh, this beautiful part of your life that can help you see these different areas of your life that you need to change and kind of grow in. So they, uh, they can bring it out of you. Absolutely. They're like a mirror. You <laughs> yeah. know, the, when you get married, you know, the, the light gets turned on, the mirror is held out, but the light gets turned on a little brighter with yeah. each successive child that comes. Mm. That's good to hear. I mean, for a guy like me, I might be a little bit different than most men, but like, I just, like I love little kids and I can just fan or not fantasize, but like romanticize a little bit about the family and be like, man, having kids, it just means that you get to snuggle all the time, have fun and just take Instagram photos of your kids all the time and stuff. <laughs> but it's like, well, yeah, but there's this very real element that you will come up against some of the things that maybe you didn't know you had in your life. Mm -hmm. The, yeah, the anger mm -hmm. issues that you talked mm -hmm. about or selfishness. I know, when I got married, I realized that I am more of an introvert than I thought I was and that I use my time inappropriately for myself. And I was like, whoa, I had no idea. But it's interesting to hear that kids can actually do that same kind of work 
in your life too. Yeah, totally. Children yeah. will, you know, if the Lord blesses you and Chesley with kids, kid, your kids will push up against that. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're not going mm-hmm. to necessarily always say like, well, dad needs, you know, some time <laughs> to himself, you know? Yeah. It's like, you're going to have to be more disciplined in the way that you find that time or right. quicker in seeing it fulfilled, you know, more mm-hmm. like down to business. Like I do need some time, you know, just to myself and alone, but here's when it's going to happen. Yeah. Here's how fast yeah. I'm going to have to get that done and then, yeah. you know, move on and be available mm-hmm. for these kids of mine. That's cool. I love that. I mean, it's obviously challenging, but um, how cool to see that that process helps you become more like Jesus and more of a responsible person. I think that's really wonderful, obviously by the power of the spirit um, in our lives. Kind of moving through the article, Nate, you get to this point about um, children being a natural result of marriage. And uh, without even just kind of diving into it myself, would you mind just kind of talking us through that a little bit? Like, what does that mean that children are a natural part of the marriage? Yeah, it's just kind of part of basically the reason that I wanted to put this one in here is because um, sometimes I'll hear the argument that, um, you know, my wife and I, we feel really called to the church or we feel Mm -hmm. really called to, you know, laying down our lives for ministry or... Um, maybe not even that, but just more of like a, we don't really feel called to have children kind of thing. Yeah. And what I want to mm-hmm. help people understand is that that phraseology is a brand new invention mm-hmm. in human history. Yeah. People have never said that before. And my the point that I wanted to make is uh, I'm not trying to make a comment about birth control, mm-hmm. but the, the point that I want to make is that in the Bible, you do hear those arguments. I feel called to serve the Lord. Right. I feel mm-hmm. called to ministry. I want to set myself apart for that and for that alone. And where you hear that argument is in the realm of singleness. Mm-hmm. I feel called to yeah. singleness so that I can not have the restrictions of marriage and the restrictions of family and really give myself wholly and completely to the Lord to the ministry mm-hmm. and we've talked about it before you know the yeah, first Corinthians totally. 7 present distress that was on the Corinthian church and mm-hmm. how some of them might have benefited from adopting the single life like Paul adopted the single life right it's not a uh, marriage is more holy Protestants and <laughs> or singleness is more holy Catholics right. it's not that yeah. it's that we have to seek the Lord individually and say God what do you have for mm-hmm. my life but the idea that in marriage I would take some of those arguments from 1 Corinthians 7 about singleness yeah. and then apply them inside of marriage and say I'm not going to have children because I don't feel called to it uh, I just wanted people to, to just take a step back and to think yeah. about it that all throughout the Bible and all throughout human history until this recent era, our recent scientific era that we're in, mm-hmm. the the idea has been that if you're married, mm-hmm. obviously there are exceptions because people can't have children or yeah, they get totally. married later in life, yeah. past the childbearing years. Mm-hmm. But the general rule is that the uh, be fruitful and multiply commission Mm -hmm. still stands and that the natural outflow of a marriage in god's sight is children Mm -hmm. i mean there is that verse there in malachi where he talks about you know why why did i 
want them to get married right. so that they would produce godly offspring. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to help people think through that because I think sometimes I'll, I'll hear the arguments for being married that sound like single arguments. You know, mm. no, that's those are some of the privileges yeah. that single people are able to have. You know, not having a children, not having that overhead, not having to, you know, work to be able to afford, you know, a family and to be a little bit more flexible, right. you know, things like that. So I just don't think that it's right to say, I'm going to take the privileges mm. of marriage that I, so I can have, I can have sex now, right. I can have companionship now, but I'm not going to submit myself to the other callings of marriage mm -hmm. to, uh, perpetuate the human species hmm. to hand down my life to the next generation i right. think that the natural outflow that god has designed is that we'd have kids yeah that makes sense that, and that's kind of what i was picking up too when i was reading the article is that it seemed like there may be a a bent towards picking up um certain teachings from scripture and applying them to a life situation that's a little bit different like a single teaching putting that on a married person that that may not be exactly what scripture is really getting at if you read it carefully. So Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. If you have a passion for serving Jesus and you want to give, you know, your whole life to that, like I love that. Yeah, That's awesome. Me too. I'm but about it. <laughs> Paul's thing was so remain like me and mm. don't get married. That yeah. was his, you know, commission to people, not a right. get married but just don't have kids thing. Right, right. That's good. Thanks for clarifying that. I think that kind of helps shape that a little bit for us. I wanted to ask you too, just kind of in relation to that, I know you've mentioned um, just very, very briefly about people who may want to have that kid, those children who have that heart to have children, but may not be able to have children mm -hmm. just due to something physically, whatever that may be. Um, what what would you say to that person who does want to have children? They're like, we're, we're trying naturally and we want to do this. Um, is there anything wrong with not being able to have children? Is there, is there something else that they should consider like adoption or something like that? What do you think? Yeah, I think that we should, as Christians, our worldview would cause us because we live in a fallen world mm -hmm. uh, where bodies are broken and there's right. sickness and things like that. So, our worldview would cause us to expect that some of us are not going to be able to physically produce children. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes couples want to figure out whose body is mm -hmm. not functioning correctly. And then other couples say, no, that is going to put, put for us a, a strain on the marriage that right. we just don't want to deal with. So we're not going to think about that and pursue that. Sometimes there's something medically that can be done mm -hmm. rather easily to be able to have children, and sometimes there's just not. Yeah. Right. So you know, obviously, you know, there is always the the uh, opportunity of adoption, mm. uh, whether domestically or internationally, uh, but you know, that's not for everybody either. Yeah. And right. that has to be a calling that's that good. you experience yeah. and feel from the Lord. Just because you're unable to have children biologically does not mean that you automatically have the calling on your life to mm. adopt children. It might be a beautiful option for you, but you have to really desire that and mm. want that. And I really believe that that is God's, you know, plan, new plan A 
for yeah. your life. It could be that the Lord uh, has allowed this into your life and that this will be um, you know, a trial that you carry with you, the desire to have children, mm-hmm. but unable to have children. And, yeah. and it might be that the Lord wants you to redeem that and to be a person who is cranking out spiritual children for right. the Lord. I mean, yeah. if you're, if two people get married and they're 45 years old, uh, they're not going to have children more right. than likely. Mm-hmm. So, but does that mean that there's no offspring, that there's no, you know, handing down to the next generation for that couple? No, not at all. You know, mm-hmm. married couples who have children, married couples who don't have children, we're all called to make disciples. Yeah, that's good. So there's a mm-hmm. spiritual way of seeing things as well, I think. Yeah. That's cool. I love that kind of heart perspective on it, being people who pass down to the next generation and love the next generation. Um, Also, you talk about in the article about being uh, more fruitful, like your life is more fruitful from having children. I know for me, I've I've heard dads say in particularly like, man, I didn't know I could love a child so much until I held my baby or I had a child and now I feel like I'm, more compassionate or I empathize a little bit more. So it seems like there's like this theme of that there is fruitfulness in our lives rather than just like your family expanding. It's almost like, like the hearts of parents kind of expand. Has that happened to you in your life? And if it has, like, how is that? Yeah. Kind so of manifest itself. Yeah. So, you know, the idea here is, you know, first we start out with the idea that Jesus is looking to bear fruit Mm -hmm. through us and more fruit for the rest of our lives. So we're to grow in our fruit-making ability and capacity over time. Um, And then on top of that idea, and this is one that I really like talking about because it kind of connects to what I was saying earlier about people who would say, you know, I feel called to like ministry. I feel called to serving the Lord. I don't know that I want to have children. But the thing I think that can happen, children don't always do this to you uh, because you have to allow this to take place in your life. You have to grow as Mm -hmm. a Christian, but if you're walking with the Lord, children can help you become a more fruitful person. But Mm -hmm. another way that I'd say it is like this. If somebody says to me, like, Nate, you know, look at your life. Like you have family obligations. You have these different Mm -hmm. commitments that you have to make. You know, I've told stories about when I was a single man before I had children and I'd be at the church building six nights a week. I could travel. I could do missions trips anytime I wanted to. And someone might hear that and say, so what you're saying is now you're less fruitful Mm. than you were when you had that extreme flexibility. And my counter to that would be, I don't think that that's the way that it's worked at all. I think I've become more fruitful Mm. in three specific ways. I think for one, by having children and the constraints that have come upon my life as a result, you know, schedule constraints, time constraints, totally. those constraints have caused me to really choose more wisely where Jesus has called me Mm. to put my energy and my efforts. Before, I would just do anything. You know, I'd say yes to anybody. I'd pick up right, any phone right. call, answer any email, mm-hmm. take any meeting. And I was just all over the place. I was a mile wide, but probably an inch deep right. when it came to bearing right. fruit. Now I'm making decisions. And I am seeking the Lord constantly for 
the most valuable use of the time that he has given to me. Hmm. And I think that that is helpful. I think what that's called is focus. Hmm. And I think that children, if you're you know walking through it well, you can grow in your focus. You'll learn right. more effectively, this is who I am, this is what I'm called to. Hmm. I think another one is also just the compassion that did not exist in me before I had children That's that, crazy. that now exists as a result. Mm. I'm watching these people go through the human experience. Mm. I'm seeing their struggles and their difficulties. And the more that you're exposed to human beings, the more that you're exposed to people, the more the Holy Spirit can bring mm. compassion Amen. into your life and into your heart. So it's not that someone who doesn't have children or doesn't have marriage is incapable of growing in compassion or mm -hmm. having compassion in their lives. I just know that for me, the compassion has grown because of my relationship with my children. I've learned how to yeah. open up my heart a lot more. I've learned how to just be sad with somebody. Mm. I've learned a lot about compassion through just being a dad. And then lastly, I do think that, you know, someone who's parenting well, they grow in wisdom. Yeah. You learn a lot yeah. of things about life. You gain experiences that are hard to come by without mm. children. Yeah. So I do think that there's a level of wisdom. So when someone will say to me, like, you know, before, weren't you able to be more fruitful? I'd say, mm, I feel like I have a lot more to say mm. now yeah. than I did back then. There's a, a, a heavier weight to the thoughts and the uh, concepts that I'm trying to communicate mm. now because I've been able to be a dad. Wow. So those are just some of the things, but I really think that this is true. I, I think that, mm. you know, by going through that, those relationships, parenting relationships well, you can actually become such a better person, a stronger yeah. person for the people that God has called you to serve and minister to outside of your family. Right. That's good. As you were talking about that, I was just thinking about my upbringing and I feel like over the years, I mean, I remember, I remember when I was pretty young and I remember just, I, I can look back now and kind of see how my mom started to grow even just more and more. I think she's so wise, but more and more and more and more and more in wisdom as I got older and older and how I mean, being a single mother, she's had very limited time, but I feel like her reach almost like expanded through our little family unit because people could see how she was living and it was like she wasn't going on mission trips all the time or even serving at the church all the time, but people could see this fruitfulness in her life. And uh, so just to kind of back up that point, I think that's like really true and that's cool to I think it's really encouraging for anybody who's listening who maybe feels like they don't have enough time to give or, I don't know, feels like maybe they're ineffective in some kind of way. But the way that you pour into your family, people see that and can be encouraged by that mm -hmm. depending on how you parent and stuff. And so just want an encouragement to be parenting in that kind of way and let your heart expand in that kind of way. So kind of wrapping this up, Nate, the last thing you talk about is how children are a blessing, which we've been talking about the whole time, really. But do you have any other thoughts about how children just are a blessing to parents, to the family? Yeah. I mean, this whole article, it's centered on and was launched from Psalm 127, verse okay. 3 to 5. So that 
section begins with children being a heritage from the Lord. Mm. And, uh, you know, they are. <laughs> They're just, you know, there's yeah. there's obviously trials and difficulties connected to having kids, but they're just fun. Yeah. You know? They're fun. It's special. You know, it's a it's an invention it's, it's that God made. You know, yeah, it's one of the, the best yeah. inventions, you know. It's just, it's just so cool, yeah. you know, that we get to in the human species, you know. We, we do so much more than the animals. We don't just have offspring mm. and then kind of move on from them rather quickly, hoping that they survive. We, you know, we raise them and we connect together and we love them and I've been thinking just about the end of Psalm 127 which talks about you know the man who has kids and when he's old you know he's going to meet his enemies in the gate and he won't be ashamed mm. and I've just been thinking about cuz I you know I spend a lot of my time thinking about as a as a father with children 13 and under at right. this point mm. I think a lot about the the shooting out of the arrows of Psalm mm-hmm. 123 but there does come a time where they come back to mm. you and, you know, not to live in your basement and play video games, right. but to be a mm. blessing in your life. Yeah. And that's what the psalm is, is talking about. So mm. they're, they're a blessing, you know, should they walk with the Lord and, and all of that, they're, they're a blessing their whole life long. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. Just to kind of wrap this up now Nate um even just talking about kids being a blessing and all that can you kind of close with me just like a word to the parent who may just feels tired with their children or somebody who's been parenting just feels like it's been hard to see fruit in their life maybe they feel like they've become more just angry as a parent or um their kids are just off the rails and they don't know how to take care of them is there just kind of like like a word that you have for that that person with their children yeah, I, I think I just would continue to encourage you with the gospel, with the cross of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, Jesus, you know, he understands what it's like to be around mm-hmm. immaturity. He understands what it's like to be fatigued mm-hmm. in yeah. ministering to people that are totally whining and complaining <laughs> and depending on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously he never fell into that unrighteous anger yeah you know he never fell into all of that but you know he understands he knows and so i just would encourage you to continue on in your relationship with christ because it's through experiencing him in prayer in the study of his word in the ecclesia the church Mm -hmm. um, in giving and generosity it's it's in uh, experiencing him in all of those ways that his character becomes part of you and yeah. the more christ-like we become obviously the more easily we're going to be able to handle you know the disruptions or the you know tantrums and all that because he handles that so well you know with us all right that's it for today's conversation about parenting family and children If you'd like some more content from Pastor Nate, you can always go to nateholdridge.com, find his podcasts, his articles, and his blogs there. And as always, check in next week for a brand new podcast episode pertaining to an article from nateholdridge.com. And until then, God bless you. Have a great week. See ya.